There we go. Hey, folks, welcome to Hurricane West Virginia, home of the Meeks Mountain Trails and the Hurricane 100K Trail Run and Relay, coming to you this September with a $10,000 prize purse on the line. That is thanks to Mayor Scott Edwards and the City of Hurricane as our title sponsor, and the DeMont Tri-County YMCA as our presenting sponsor, and a whole host of local businesses that love our trails and love our community. On behalf of the events team of Ashley, Brandon, Hager, Stewart's, Robert Medessa. My name is Matt Young, and we are here to continue our runner education runner profile series today with Emily Cameron. Super excited to have her on here. She's not a traditional interview we have of an athlete or an education, but she is coming to us as an expert videographer and photographer to cover the event. Also, we have a guest host today, not really a guest. She is Ashley Ellison. <laughs> she is the co-chair of the events team. She is the one behind the scenes making it all work and also lining up all these sponsors. So don't ask Ashley if she's running the race. She is running it, but she's running it from an operational standpoint. Ashley, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Actually, just got asked that question this morning if I was running the 100K. <laughs> if you're running the 100K, no, she has way more important and hard things to do, which is running the actual event. So it is going to be a 24-hour day for us, is it not? Uh, yeah, I was, it was close to that last year, plus, you know, you add on, tack on to what we did on Friday, like, you know, 48 hours, with a little break in between. Anybody's ever done these things, you know, the the um, the folks that put this on, we have a fantastic committee and team that do it, but it is, it's a lot of work, but we are happy to do it. Last year was so much fun, but enough of that. Let's get to Emily Cameron. So, Emily, super excited to have her here. She is originally from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, now lives in Athens, Georgia. She attended the University of Georgia, where she studied international affairs and political science. She's the owner of creative and creative genius behind Cameron Creative Company, which includes photography, videography, web design, and digital strategy. She was introduced to running at an early age through two running parents. So she ran cross country in middle school and in high school, but swimming is her bag. And, and that's what brought her to Georgia, which we expect to find out more about that too. Now, as an adult, she does it all, primarily trail running and mountain biking, but she's climbed, she swims, and she's paddled. I say that she is a well-rounded athlete and creative talent, and we're happy to talk to her here today. So Emily, how are you today? I'm great. <laughs> doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, too. I meant to tell people, too, they can also find you on Instagram at ecam44, and you can see all kinds of her good creative design and and, uh, and photography and videography there, too. So, you know, one of the things we're going to do, we're going to kind of get you loosened up here because this is going to be fun. We're just here to have a good time and, and tell some stories, right? So, Ashley, you want to get her start these lightning round questions and get her going? Yep. Emily, I got your first lightning round question. It is, what is your favorite U.S. city? And it cannot be where you currently live. Uh, probably uh, Brevard, North Carolina. Never wow. heard of that. <laughs> no, so that, you know, most of this is supposed to be like real fast, but you got to tell us. Brevard. I've heard of Brevard, but I have no idea what's there. So of all the cities in the U.S., why Brevard? Uh, it's like the hub of all things outdoor in the Southeast. I think like it's got beautiful, I mean, it's right in the hub of like Pisgah National Forest, which is my favorite place to go. Uh, 
I don't know. It's it's just beautiful. The rhododendrons are like popping off all the time. You got mountain laurel and it's just uh, kind of old town. They've got great ice cream. So yeah, it's just. Oh. <laughs> You're singing our song right there. Good. Well, there's no right or wrong. So it can be Brevard, North Carolina. So, all right. Uh, next top five favorite movies. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't watch movies very often. I'm like horrible with uh, movies. Um, probably Miracle on 34th Street uh the 1994 version and then um this is putting me on the spot uh what that is a lot man (laughs) put it on the spot that's the point we're putting you on the spot this whole time uh castaway um white christmas i'm a huge christmas person so that's why a lot of these are christmas movies um Dark Knight, um, Shawshank Redemption, and oh my gosh, I don't know. Well, that was actually uh, five, but you can give us a six if you want. No, okay, that works great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. question number three: Would you rather be invincible or have superpowers, super strength? Sorry, super strength or invincible? Uh, probably be invincible. I think that was supposed to be invisible, but I mis- misread that Listen one. Out. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Invisible yeah. or superpower? Uh, invisible. I can't even read super strength. Yeah, me too. That was mine too. Yeah. Well, I'm super strength, so I'll balance it out here. All right. Do you <laughs> yeah. have a nickname, Emily? Uh, Ecam uh, or M. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a celebrity crush? Uh, actually, surprisingly, I just said that Margot Robbie from Barbie is my girl crush. Um, <laughs> and because she's she's in Barbie, and that just came out. So, uh, <laughs> but but probably Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen Maverick now, the the new one. Yeah. Like, seven or eight times and i just watched it yesterday on the plane and he's so and, good he's just such an yeah. actor that, like, that movie know. is it is so good yeah it's amazing and it looks like he did you know 35 40 years ago you know when the movie came yeah. out whatever it was yeah pretty incredible all right so um the place in the world that you would most like to travel to mm, Gotcha. Okay. Is the, do you think that there's such thing as objective beauty? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. We'll get into that a little bit more too. Uh, so how many hours of sleep do you need a night? Eight. At yeah. least. I'm horrible. I'm a horrible human being when I don't get enough sleep. Like I can, I I function on seven, but I need eight. You ladies. Um, what is your favorite type of junk food? Uh, chocolate chips. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. All right. This, this is the last one and it really does put you on the spot. Okay. 
So name your favorite scene in the movie Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, I have never seen Napoleon Dynamite. Mm. Okay. So we might just have to end this interview right now. Okay. And then, <laughs> Not kidding. And I didn't grow up watching movies like at all. So like I've just recently got introduced to like my partner is a huge Napoleon Dynamite fan and he has been trying to get me to watch it for forever and I just have don't have time so 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 I mean we can pause now and resume this interview after you've seen it because your life your (laughs) life will be enriched and the whole thing will be so much better I promise you okay okay Okay, it sounds good (laughs) and as creative genius you have to see Napoleon Dynamite it is it's like you know this is one of the best movies ever, just so you know. Okay, I'll I'll make sure to before I come to the hundred k, I'll make sure that I have it in okay. my in my okay. brain. So there's make there's sure really not any of these. What did you say? So you have to make sure to have some quotes too, because Matt's going to throw some quotes at you. Okay, okay, I can <laughs> do that. It's a it's a very quotable movie, and it is is very it's you know it's a great movie. It's goofy. Yeah. Very goofy, but you'll you'll enjoy it. So I like your partner already, and he and I will get along just fine. So not oh, that yeah. that matters, but is he going to come to the 100K with you? I don't know. He it doesn't run. He vehemently does not like running, so I don't think he'll be there, but um, that's okay. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to run to come. He can watch people run, and he can just spend the time there, and it's a great place to be, so... That's true. Maybe I can convince him. (laughs) Okay. Well, good job in the lightning round. So, so really kind of the first question is your friend Abigail West was on here with us and she's coming up to run the race. Super excited about that. She's how we were introduced and we did the interview with her not long ago. And she said, and I told her, so we're going to have Emily on, we're going to talk about, you know, the work that she's going to be doing for us and really kind of taking a different angle. She said, you have got to ask Emily about her athletic background her athletic prowess. She said she won't want to talk about it, but we have got, you got to find out what it is because she said that you are quite the athlete in of yourself. So did you come to Georgia to swim? Is that what you came I for? Did. Yeah, I did. Um, that's came here in 2013. And so I've gone on year 10 here. So we need some more behind that. So, so, <laughs> so talk, so talk about, talk about your chops as a swimmer. You see, so you swim varsity collegiately did, at yeah. Georgia. Yeah. And the SEC, that's big time. Yes, I did. Uh, it, yeah, I, I swam, I swam since I was five, um, and year round since I was seven. Uh, and yeah, I had the privilege of swimming for probably at the time, the best team in the country. Um, and it was an incredible experience, traveled around the world for it. And, uh, then life went on afterwards so I got introduced to outdoor the outdoor world after staring at a black line for 17 years so oh uh, that's that's incredible I mean I think swimmers are can be as mentally tough if not more mentally tough than anyone because it is just you grind it out and it's so boring staring at the bottom of that pool it's crazy like the things that go through your head yeah I when I was introduced people don't understand I think quite right away like how special being outside is and like trail running in particular, it's like you're moving at such a speed that you're able to like take it all in, I think. And then I just sometimes picture like what I did to exercise for so much of my life and how I thought that was like 
the end all be all. And now I'm like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> so what was your event? Or events? Uh, I did the foreign and I am uh, much to my disappointment. <laughs> um, and I actually, I did the brushstrokes for, cause I was on the relay quite a bit for that. And then I actually did the 50 freestyle as well. So it was kind of an all a big mixture. Yeah. So, so with that, I mean, talk about your, your, some of your career. I mean, did, what were the, how did you all compete? How did you do the years that you were there individually and as a team? Uh, we won the national championship my uh, sophomore year, or no, sorry, my freshman year and my junior year. Uh, and we got second my sophomore year and fourth my senior year. So we had an incredible history. I mean, the program, I think, got first and second from 1999 till 2016. So it was a pretty renowned swimming program. And like, you know, walking in there as a freshman, I was like a really small fish in a really big pond. So, uh, yeah, it was it was the craziest experience that I probably would have ever gone through. So. Well, that, yeah, I think it's, it's not, not only is that awesome that you all did that, but like, you were like, yeah, I, I swam, but <laughs> no mention of the national championships and of the runners up. And so you, I, my guess is you probably had some individual awards too, but you're reluctant to tell us about those, aren't you? No, I mean, yeah, I, I did well myself. Um, I think the coolest part of my, my career was, uh, I didn't score at NCAAs my my freshman year, and I quite honestly almost got kicked off the team because I just wasn't I I wasn't focused uh, I wasn't focused on the the right way to be a college athlete. Um, and so my my junior year uh, we won again, and I actually really helped contribute to that. And that was like the coolest thing was just knowing that like I put in all the years of hard work, and like I turned my career around a little bit. Um, and a lot of it <laughs> and was able to like get some points for our team to actually pull, pull through on a year that we were not expected to win. So that was definitely the coolest part. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on all that. It's worth, it's worth <laughs> talking about. I know that you're, you're probably shy and, and I understand that too, not to be, not to be boastful, but we are asking about it. So that's, I think yeah. it's a, you know, it's a, um, you know, the athlete's mentality is, is still there and it's important in the work that you do, um, you know, the yeah. training and, and, you know, the mental toughness that it takes to do all these endurance events. But what did you do like to, to swim worldwide? Were you, were you all invited to meets all over the world then too? Uh, there is, you get uh, picked and selected to be on certain like teams that travel and do these international level meets. Um and I like I didn't go to the Olympics or anything like that or world championships, um, but there were some other international level ones that I was lucky enough to get selected to go to. So uh, that was an international experience. But um, there was in 2016, I did compete at Olympic trials and uh, we had, I think, nine or 12 UGA swimmers qualify for the Olympics that year, which was wow. insane. Um, and my best, one of my best friends, um, still swims to this day and she will probably make it in 2024. So give pretty... us a name. Who, who should we be watching for then? Who's your friend? Olivia Smaliga. Yeah. Awesome. She's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, mm -hmm. good. Thanks for sharing that with us. 
You're welcome. So, Ashley, what do you got for? All right, Emily, can you tell us a little bit about your video and photography like story? How did you get into it? Who inspired you? Why you got into it? Uh, I'm a COVID photographer, uh, videographer, and I think uh, during that time, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to live in Athens anymore. Um, and I mean, you know, all sorts of things went through everybody's head during the pandemic. Uh, but I just wasn't sure. Athens is known to be like a college town. And like most people, when they're done with college, they move on to bigger and better things. And a lot of times they do come back after like 10 years, but not many people stay into their late 20s. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic that exists in the town. So I was trying to figure out, like, is this the place that I want to live? And I decided um, I was really inspired by Humans of New York, which is an Instagram account that a guy goes around like Central Park and the rest of New York. And he just randomly picks strangers to interview and they basically just tell him their story. And so I took that, but I localized it and I made it uh, a lot longer. So it was like a long form photojournalism format. and I took everybody's portrait and like pictures of their business or whoever these locals were. Um, and I just tried to pick their brain on like, why Athens? And like, why do you live here? Why should I live here? Why should I stay here? Uh, and I did that every week for like 48 weeks, I think. Uh, and then it kind of like, it, it slowed, it slowed down quite a bit because I've now I've started actually doing it as a career versus just as a hobby. Um, and but yeah I'm still here three years later so uh that's like how that's that is genuinely how I got into it was just wanting to know is this the town I want to live in and why do you guys live here <laughs> so you didn't have any background like you didn't take any college courses that had to do with you know digital imaging or anything like that it was just something you totally did on your own outside of college that's pretty awesome yeah I I wish like looking back I wish I had invested more time in like the arts but like in high school I mean when you're an athlete it's like Abigail is in a very unique position where she grew up as an artist athlete which is really cool but I was full athlete and I didn't even I was like art to me is just another area that I just don't have time to invest in and so when I think I discovered that there was a way to do both that like was pretty mind-blowing to me and that's when I just started watching YouTube videos galore <laughs> Those really help. Do you have a favorite? Do you like to um, do videos or photography? Do you prefer one uh, or the other? Not yet. Um, I, I think I'm too early in my career to really like say I really love one over the other. I think each offers a unique perspective on how to tell a story. And I think there's more room to tell a story in video. But if you accompany a certain like writing with a photo, I think that also really can do a story justice. But yeah, they're very, very special and very different in their own ways. Nice. Yeah. So, so the, I mean, it does require skill and, and requires equipment. I mean, how did, how have you learned all that in the past three years then? YouTube, literally like I bought my first point and shoot Sony camera during the pandemic. All of my stuff is used. Like I, I, I didn't have enough, I don't have enough money to buy like fancy new equipment. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's fantastic. It's not like it's, you know, I went off and got it off the street, but um, yeah, I got my first point and shoot. And then I just learned how to operate the Sony system, which is what I shoot with. And then I decided I was going to 
throw some money at the wall and see if investing in better equipment would help further my career. And it was that and amongst other other things, but that was kind of my my big deep dive, <laughs> big investment. Have you had anybody that's helped mentor you along the way too? Yeah, I I have had a lot of people that I ask questions. Um, there, I, I feel like I'm gonna talk myself into a hole if I don't name somebody in particular, but it's been a whole slew of people. Um, we're lucky to have a really good creative community in Athens. And I've had, you know, the opportunity to meet a lot of folks with the races I've been to as well that have been really forthcoming with like, hey, like this is how we should go about this. But a lot of it is really just going for it and seeing how people react and clients react. So it's kind of a, the next question. I mean, when you're out on the course and, and you think you come to come to a race, um, you know, and the ones that you've done so far, I mean, like, what are you looking for in the scenes and the runners and the combination of those things? So when you take your creative eye and the camera and the, and the video camera, what are you trying to accomplish? Um, I think I am trying to capture like the feeling of the moment and you know it's it's hard because there's a mixture of wanting to just hold down the shutter and get as many shots of that specific moment as possible and you're like one of those 50 shots will be the shot you know uh but I think I'm trying really hard to not do that and to like be patient and to think like hey there's something special take some time to like observe the environment observe the people that come through like maybe a few other runners just to see like emotions and see like what to expect for other runners. Um, and then trying to get like one or two and being okay with that versus holding it down and, and hoping that there's something in there. We've all heard of like the horror stories of race photos. I know I'm like one of them. And every time I look up in a race photo, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've got to delete that. So is there anything that you can tell runners? Like, you know, what can they do on the course? to make a good race photo? Oh, they, <laughs> well, I mean, nine times out of 10, like if you get the runner on the down step, you're going to have every double chin, even if you're the skinniest person <laughs> on the face of the earth. So, I always say, if you're coming at me, leap, because if you're shooting for a brand or something, um, when you are shooting a runner, you literally have them like bounding through the air. They're not running naturally. Yeah. So I mean, if you have the energy and you want to bound through the air at me, you're nine times out of 10 going to have that beautiful shot. <laughs> so leap. Okay. Got it. Noted. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> leap. Get your tongue inside your mouth too, by the way. That's, that's the other one. Yeah. So. <laughs> and smile. Yeah. And smile. I always try to smile and wave and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, you know, it's, I'm, I'm looking, I was looking through your Instagram account. I'm going to have it pulled up here too. And, and a lot of at least what you have on that that first page, it's almost like, you know, it's 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 pretty raw, isn't it? What you see. I mean, you see people laid out, you see them completely, you know, it looks like they're they're spent, they're in anguish, they're asleep, they're passed out. And and isn't that so much? And there's very few smiles. You have a few, I see one bounding here down through the snow, and he's wearing shorts and no gloves. So that tells me that one's yeah. probably staged too. Yeah. No, it's not, it's the race. Really? Yeah, it was out in uh, Tahoe. It was just recently. Yeah, he. It was like seventy-five degrees, and but there's so much snow out there right now that, um, yeah, 
It's that's that was what the runners were running down. Was that the Tahoe 100? No, it was Broken Arrow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And bounding down the hill to get to a warmer area. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even um, you know, it's a it's seeing some old old funky blistered and and uh, you know torn up feet on here too. So, but you have, yeah. a, I mean, you have a lot of different things, a lot of different sports. And so, um, you know, well, go ahead, Ashley. I think that, I think the next one's yours as far as. Yeah. Do you um, have any race stories? Like, I don't know, maybe something of joy, something that's sad, or even something that's funny. What's one of your favorite race stories? Um, I think it was, uh, I mean, that's hard. That's hard to, there's a, there's a lot, but, um, most recently it was at Western States and, um, I had finished shooting the, I was part of a team that was shooting the top 10, top, uh, top 10 men and women. Uh, and once they came through, we kind of had the option of like going to sleep and then coming back for golden hour the next day, or we could kind of do whatever we wanted. And I had thought about going back to that, this like iconic river crossing, uh, called Rocky Chucky. And I was like, oh, this would be really cool to come back to when like the middle pack runners and like the last runners come through because that's when the energy is really there. And, you know, they have like four rafts that they're paddling the, the runners across the river on. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And so like you have to take a shuttle down there. It's like a 30 minute drive down to the bottom in the shuttle packed with like 40 other people. And then, you know, everybody gets off and the aid stations like bump in. There's lights everywhere um food's being made and then like I went across the river and so I could get shots of runners coming towards me um and I started talking to like some of the aid station folks there and one of the girls had been volunteering with her dad I think this was like her 15th year uh her parents when they were younger would like wheel them down in like wheelbarrows when they were really young um and like they would have to work these aid stations and like she was now basically running the aid station at 26 or whatever. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, if I hadn't came back, I would not have heard that story, which to me is like, that's what ultra running is, you know? Yeah. Sometimes volunteer stories are the best ones to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really neat. So that was, that was something really special recently. That's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. So Western Western States, what else stands out? I mean, because that's, you know, that's the the granddaddy of them all when it comes to, you know, to doing uh, or to to ultras, the oldest one in the original. So what else from that experience? I mean, I'm just kind of curious about what you did there. Did and did you ever go back and go to bed? Or you're like, there's too much. I can sleep when this thing is done after golden hour, right? Yeah, I slept for two hours um from like 4 30 to 6 30, and then I uh drove back. And this was the this was the really fun part. So, uh, not this this happened before I went back out. Um, but when I was, we we shot the tenth woman come through Rocky Chucky, and then I was trying to see if we could make it for uh, Courtney DeWalter to come through the finish line, and it got closer and closer and closer to when I thought she was going to be there. And we get up out of the canyon. And I get in my car and it says that it's 2.5 miles. She has 2.5 miles to go. And we were 11 minutes from the finish line. So I have never driven so fast in my life. I am not a reckless driver and I was reckless. 
I like full speed ahead, ran like three stop signs. I double checked to make sure no one was there, but I ran three stop signs and then I parked in a handicap spot at the high school. And I also have never ran so fast. I had my camera in my hand. I was like full on sprinting across the field and somebody yelled at me. They're like, you should have ran this race. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, if you see on my Instagram, like the picture, like I got her, like I literally, she crossed the finish line as I was like jumping in the air with my camera to get the finish. Oh, you're kidding. I see it. It's, it's the, uh, about the ninth one down, right? Yeah. I was like, this is iconic. I can't believe I made it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm such a, I'm a nerd, but here I am. So, I mean, just just so you know, too, I mean, if, in case you're out there and you don't know who Courtney DeWalter is, she just set the course record of Western States for women and hard rock just a few weeks apart. She is she's the absolute stud of, of women and could ultimately be the greatest of all time women ultra runners. So uh, and, and she wins races outright, too. It's pretty, pretty awesome. So talk about a smile. Courtney DeWalter has a smile and she is always smiling. Did you see her yeah. at other points on the course too? Yeah, I saw her a couple other times. I mean, and I mean, you see her, her smile from like a mile away, which is like, yeah. this, it's so cool. Well, I, I've had, I've had run, run in with her and a pastor on the trail one time and she was smiling and waving. She was going uphill. I was going downhill. And, uh, and it was just like, you, you knew it was her. I knew it was her coming. And so um, between the shorts and the shirt and the smile, and it was completely legit and original mm-hmm. and authentic. And so it was pretty cool. So, yeah. So what's, what's the story of anguish that you've seen out there? I mean, something that you've seen that's almost like heartbreaking when you've been any race and any experience that you've had that you've been documenting. Or you just I want mean, to cry for the people. I mean, it was the same. I mean, it was again, Western States, there was, uh Lucy Bartholomew's dad uh he finished one minute after the cutoff mm-hmm. um he was literally coming around the track when uh 30 hours passed and it was like 3001 or 3002 or something um and like that that was insane like seeing some he like was like bent over like almost on all fours trying to cross the finish line and like he had this whole massive squad of people and like getting goosebumps um and then like seeing you know I mean his daughter's obviously one of the best ultra runners of all time as well and like seeing her emotions as well through all that I mean that'll get you (laughs) yeah it's uh, you know so last year we had for the 100k we had an an 18 hour cutoff we said starts at 6 a.m have be done at midnight and and when it came to midnight, we still had runners that were out there and were like, we're not shutting this finish line down. You want to go back out? We're not Western States, granted, right? right. But and what came from that were some really incredible experiences too, right, Ashley? Oh, my gosh. It was probably the best, what were you out like another four hours. It was just a great, it was a great time. And, you know, a couple of the runners who finished, they just, they just made the night. It was, it was an awesome time. So glad we came back up there. I mean, that's one of the things that you realize, you know, our our, last year, our first runner was done and was Alex Miner and he was finishing 835. And our last one was done and right around 21 hours. 
and and both of them were completely spent and it's just such a cool thing to watch the range of everything in between and every last person you know earns it and they deserve it whether it's eight and a half or it's 21 hours or 22 and what's so cool about seeing all this in this in this sport too so emily have you ever been to west virginia i've driven through it and i don't think i've ever been in the state though besides driving through it oh man well yeah so we have lots of great stuff here, especially in Hurricane West Virginia with these new trails. So for all the people, if they hadn't heard, uh, in Hurricane, we're right off I-64, but we've got this brand new trail system, the Meeks Mountain Trails that have been hand-built, handcrafted, hand-built trails over the past five years, 30 miles of them. And so for the Hurricane 100K, this is really about, uh, we wanted to, to have a premier event. We have people coming in from all over the country. We've raised money through our sponsors to give away the $10,000 and that's for relays and for individuals to showcase our trails and to showcase our town because we, we love it here and we, we want everybody else to love it too. And so the goal and objective is when our runners and their families come and we, we need you to help us tell this story too. We want them, we want them to feel welcomed, to feel loved and to feel appreciated and that the families want to come back to hurricane next year just as much as the runners do and so that's that's really the thing at the time we were the first 100k we have another one now um, in new river gorge another great race called falling waters um, but as far as we know we're the only one with prize money too and so we have people coming from canada colorado you know texas florida new york all over the place so you're gonna have your work cut out for you telling that story in a, in a nice video and some photos too well i'm excited for it it's going to be so amazing yeah Ashley, any follow-on questions for Emily here? I don't think so. I'm just super excited for you to get here and to um, show the area what you can do. Um, I think I think the runners, the volunteers, the families are all going to love what you do and what you're going to give them. So we appreciate we appreciate you coming and and showcasing who you are and what you can do. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think that it's super special that the whole community is involved and. I don't know, like uh, the Cruel Jewel is like the local uh, 100 miler that I shot here in Georgia. And I remember talking to Sarah, the race director after Western States. And I was like, man, like Western States is awesome. It's an incredible experience. Like I'll never forget being there for the first time. But like my first ultra was a, kind of like a mom and pop uh, 100, 100 miler. Um, and like being a part of that, like Georgia ultra running trail community was so, so special. And so I hope that I can kind of t tell the same story, but in a different, not the same story, but you know what I mean? Um, feel that same community in West Virginia and be able to help you guys uh, tell that story in a special way too. Yeah, I, th I think you'll see. And I think what happens too with our volunteers is, is that our volunteers have also helped that for the race have volunteered on the mountain. They built these trails with mm -hmm. with tools and with their blood and sweat and we have people that have spent you know 30 builds 100 builds i mean hours and hours and so when people come on our trails it's like it's like you're welcoming them into your home welcome in what can we do for you we're so glad that you're here and we want that we want that story and we want that feel to come across to everybody that comes to our event too so super excited to have you come in here and to help tell the story and to give all of the runners some video and photos to take with them to capture them in some of the proudest moments that they're going to have accomplishing great things 
that you know only only a handful or fraction of the percentage of the population in the world is willing to take on and to do it is pretty pretty cool and pretty special so Emily, thank you so much for coming on and for um, for helping to tell your story. And as a as an athlete and as a photographer and videographer, so excited to have you coming here. Thanks. It was great to talk to you guys. Yeah. So, on behalf of our MMTA events team of Ashley, Brandon, Hager, Stewart's, Robert, and Vanessa, my name is Matt Young. Hurricane Hundred K coming up September. 2023. Hope to see you all out there. And don't forget, Emily, you can find her at ecam44 on Instagram, all of her good work. And then you'll be able to find it too after the Hurricane 100K. So you guys have a great day. See you out there.